You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are Jason Daniels and Tony Groves. Hey, guys. Good evening. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, I want to start out with uh, many thanks to all the listeners, like you two, who reached out to me this last week to show their support for the podcast and the team. I had lots of different comments on Facebook and stuff, uh, and I appreciate everybody uh, uh, and everything they said. So, uh, pretty cool that you're able to uh, reach out to us and get that uh, all started. So. All right, so let's uh, let's introduce our uh, two new guests here, uh, Jason Daniels and uh, Tony Groves. Let's go through uh, a few questions here to learn more about your iRacing career. Uh, let's start off with you, Jason. Uh, when did you start on iRacing, and how did you hear about it? I first heard about it uh, back in 2014. I actually saw it on the Dan Patrick Show. I picked it up for a little while and played with just mouse and keyboard, but figured out pretty quickly that I wasn't going to be able to do much other than street stocks in Charlotte. Uh, but earlier this year, I finally was able to convince my wife to let me get a uh, a cheap steering wheel. So I got a steering wheel. I got back into it. Uh, I got up to C-Class uh, at the end of last season, and I'm looking to do uh, NIS debut this week. Nice. How about you, Tony? Um, I've been on the service for about a year. Um, I actually found it just by searching around for uh, some really good racing games and um, quickly found out it's not a game and it's in a simulation. Uh, absolutely loved it from the very first time I pressed the gas pedal. Well, good to hear. It looks like Cody Creamer, you joined us. Uh, Cody, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, you're a new guest on the show. Tell us, how did you get your start on iRacing, and how did you hear about iRacing? Well, my friend had it, and we used to play down at his house. And then I never really had the computer to play it, but then uh finally got a computer was playing Arb Factor, and then everybody that I knew that played Arb Factor decided that they were going to go over to iRacing. So I decided to jump on iRacing too, and that's where it's all at. Nice. All right, let's go into the next question. How often do you race, and what series do you normally run? Tony. Um, well, I guaranteed uh, to do an NIS race at least once a week. Um, I'll jump in some of the other official series, uh, typically uh, C-series. And I try to do three or four of those a week. But my main focus is the NIS. Awesome. And uh, we've been talking about you joining uh, Team Tifosi for that, so thank you for that. And Maybe we'll run our first race together later this week. Uh, how about you, uh, Jason? Uh, how often do you race and what series are you normally running? Right now, I'm aiming for about three to four races a week. I'm doing a lot more practicing than racing uh, right now. Uh, I'm 
still really new to the to the sim. But I uh, I've been doing the C fix trucks and also the K and N car in the D class. Uh, that's getting some uh, some looks at shorter tracks. And I, I just the handling is so much different in those K and N cars that than it is the trucks. So I think that's a it's going to be a good transition to the A car for me. Nice, nice. What about you, Cody? Uh, what have you been running? I usually run either the dirt sprint cars, or the the wing sprint cars, or the wingless sprint cars. That's usually my go-to now. So you're doing a lot of dirt. I see when I look at your profile. And the other thing I noticed is your I rating has jumped a lot since dirt came out. So you must be pretty good at it. Yeah, I used to, well, I've, I raced dirt since I've been eight years old. I raced, or six years old. Yeah, six years old. I raced go-karts, 270 micro sprints, and then raced 410 sprint cars. Nice. So you got real life experience, obviously. Yeah, it helps a little bit, but I still get my butt handed to me sometimes. <laughs> all right uh i'll tell you briefly i don't have a you probably have heard on the podcast before i'm not real fond of dirt because i'm not good at it and uh i want to run it but it's killing my oval i rating i rating so uh i quit running it and uh, i think there's a lot of people in that same boat yeah i think it, it hurt it a little bit with them releasing it and having both the classes together now if they would have implemented their separate licensing i think that would have helped a little bit but it it is a handful to get used to if you don't know what you're doing but if you do practice at it you will get good at it yeah all right next question guys uh hardware what type of wheel and pedals how many monitors do you have and what third-party software do you have uh tony um, I'm running old school. I got a Driving Force GT wheel, which I'm looking to upgrade here very shortly. Uh, I won't be getting into any of the expensive stuff, but uh, I'm looking at a G29, and it seems to fit my budget at the present time. Uh, I just run one monitor. It's a 27-inch right. B3. Oh, you want to go to three? Do you have a computer to, that'll work for three? Uh, yeah, it'll just, it'll just handle it. Nice. So there's a lot to go with when, when you do three monitors, there's a lot to go with it. Like, how are you going to mount those monitors? You know? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been thinking about that as well. And as long as the, uh, the wife will allow me to, I'll, uh, try and incorporate some sort of rig into my work desk. Right. Yeah, I started with a laptop, a G27, and a work desk with a, just an office chair. And it's grown into this huge rig, you know, seven-screen rig situation. So you'll get there eventually. Uh, Jason, how about you? Uh, what kind of wheels and pedals, how many monitors, and what third-party software do you use? I have a uh, low-budget Speedlink Drift OZ wheel. Uh, you won't find that on any of the uh, list of good steering wheels. Just I've never heard of it. Yeah, it, it was uh, the the cheapest that I could find at my electronics store. Uh, so, but it it actually works pretty good. It doesn't have a clutch pedal. Uh, so the first thing I think I'm going to upgrade is going to be the pedals, so I can get a clutch out of them. 
Uh, I want a single 24-inch monitor. Um, no plans to go to triples uh, anytime soon for me. I may go VR before I go triple. Right. What about third-party software? Anything besides TeamSpeak? Uh, I have been using uh, iSpeed, and I've been uh, looking a little at the VRS uh, data packs, uh, what they've been posting on the forums, like for the C-Class and the D-Class cars from uh, uh, Brian Branford. Uh, Those videos have been a big help, uh, me learning the lines and getting faster. Yeah, I also use iSpeed. Uh, I use it for fuel calculations. The biggest thing I use it for is how many laps since last pitted. Uh, but that's what I use iSpeed for. That's one of the third-party apps. Uh, Cody, what do you got for uh, hardware? I got a G27 with Fanatec, Club Sport V2 pedals, and triple 32-inch TVs. Triple 32s, that's huge. Yeah, it makes a difference. It really does. Makes a difference in your racing. You can actually, I don't know, race harder because you can actually see more of the car, so you can tell when you're closer to the wall and when you're not. Yeah, it's a huge upgrade to go from one to three monitors. That's for sure. What about third-party software? Any are you running any anything? I used to run VRS when I was doing like. B car and A car and stuff like that, but I could never really get the hang of it. But now, since I run dirt, I don't use any of it anymore. Right. Cool. All right, next set of questions is uh, Do you participate in any leagues or are you part of a team? And then, what is your most uh, memor- memorable iRacing moment? Uh, Tony? Um, <clears throat> I've. Uh participating in a in a very small league just a few guys um but it's uh they run fairly long races so get uh, a little more used to the longer races and strategies and whatnot uh, not a part of a team but uh my most memorable i racing moment would probably be my my first win back in rookie uh at charlotte uh, that just set me off that was great and it was just before i got my d license right very nice. Uh, Jason, uh, your most memorable iRacing moment, and what teams and leagues are you involved in? I'm not in a league yet. I've put in a couple applications, haven't heard anything back to a couple places, but not in a league yet, uh, not part of a team. Um, my most memorable iRacing moment, while it didn't end in a positive, uh, I had a race at Iowa this past week in the trucks where a late caution came out and we had a green-white checkered where I actually restarted in fourth. Uh, it didn't turn out well for me. I finished in 10th, but just that that intensity, that kind of adrenaline rush of two laps to the flag and everyone bumping and sliding everything but bringing out the caution and that just two-lap shootout, that that was really intense, even though it didn't end well. It, this time, it, it was it was exactly what we played this sim for. Yeah, you walk away shaking, maybe sweating a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, Cody, how about you? Uh, leagues, uh, team, and uh, best iRacing moment? 
I don't really run leagues. I mean, I, I get on GoFast every once in a while when time allows. Um, I race with Lazy Days Racing. It's a bunch of guys that are just kind of laid back, do two races a week. That's all they ask. And just kind of a close-knit family type thing. My most memorable, memorable moment has to be last year's Daytona 500. I was leading. And there was... 25 laps to go somewhere around in there and i forget who it was but they came out of the pits and pulled right up onto the track in turn one and wrecked the whole field <laughs> uh kevin lepage yep they lepaged it <laughs> yeah i've seen that before not recently a few years ago i've seen somebody do that it was a heartbreaker because i had a fast car it was definitely the car to beat a lot of teammates got taken out in that too, and it was it was upsetting to say. Yeah, and that's the thing if about iRacing is if it was easy, nobody would do it. That's what I always tell people. Uh, it's hard to win these races, and uh, it's it's quite an accomplishment when you you know you're leading twenty five to go, you're in a good spot, and then ah oh, you know they 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 wreck you. Yeah, it kind of gives you that real life feel because you can kind of feel what the drivers feel each week when it happens to them. You know, it's it is when you do get a win, it is something to feel proud of because there are a lot of good guys on here that race hard. There's a lot of guys on here that put a lot of time in, and they 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 earn their wins because they spend the hours doing it. It's just like racing in real life. Races aren't one at the track; they're one at the shop. You got to right. be in there every day, every night, working hours upon hours. It doesn't matter what it, what it is. You can always get better. Yep. Yeah, Lazy Days Racing. Uh, they're a pretty cool group. Uh, I've had them on the podcast before. They actually reached out to me as well this last week, uh, basically offering to absorb what's left of this team Tafosi, which was a great. Uh, honor that they would do that uh and i'm still considering that but i'm still trying to rebuild this team um uh, i'd hate to give up on it you know i've had so much history with it so we're going to try to rebuild first if it doesn't work out i might end up over there with you it'd be great to have you it's it's a great bunch of guys it really is we fight like a family we get on there we rag on each other it's basically like we're sitting around at the high school table again lunch table picking on each other and it's it's a fun time it's there's no stress there's nothing like that it's it's just fun all right all right so next is i'm going to pick on you guys a little bit on your as far as your stats i'm just going to point out what i see as i look at your stat page tony i'll start with you you're almost to class a uh you're 0.02 sr away from being uh, fast promoted to class a have you been class a before uh no no um i actually uh i still have to do all the prerequisite uh races to become a class a oh the npr yeah yeah um it just uh nis is where i want to race so it uh it really hasn't been a, a priority of mine well that's true I, you only have to be a d or better i think for nis but uh, you're close you're almost there the other thing I'll point out is uh, 
your winning percentage, 3.6%. Not bad. That's about average, actually, for most iRacers. I think that's about where I'm at. Uh, but not too bad there, 3.6%. Three wins out of 84 starts in your career. Yeah, I'd like to to see a few more wins, but uh, I definitely need to get some more races under my belt before you know, that's going to happen. All right. And Jason, you got the big old goose egg on the win column so far, but you only have the 45 starts. Uh, you're still pretty new. Looks like your uh, your eye racing has really taken a dive here recently. Yeah, that graph's a little wild because it counts back when I played with mouse and keyboard. And uh-huh. it, it kind of stayed pretty steady. Plus, I think they started the eye rating higher than they do now. Uh, but it, it's actually on the rebound. And uh, if I keep finishing middle of the pack, it doesn't do wonders for the eye rating. But the experience is, is what's going to get me there. No wins yet, but well, I will more, point more out green-white checkered runs when I'm starting fourth. And I, I'll get a win out of there. Your top finishing in the top five percentage, you actually have a great number there, twenty six percent overall on your on your career. Uh, you finished in the top five, so that's not bad. So uh, that's nothing to hang your hat on there. So, uh, Cody, looking at you, you also have a winning percentage of just above three percent, three point zero six, but you obviously have a lot more races under your belt. You got fourteen wins. Uh, so far in your career? Yeah, most of them are dirt wins. I think I have maybe three or four being asphalt. I'm not the asphalt type driver. I'm more of a dirt driver. but So it kind of helped out a little bit. Yep, and your your top five percentage is super high, 30% overall in your career. Just this year, though, 39% in the top five. So it looks like you really stepped up here in 2017. Uh, this year's oval for just 2017, your winning percentage is as high as se- uh, just above seven percent. So uh, that's the must be that dirt stuff, huh? It is. I, that's mostly what I run anymore. It's more dirt and mostly mostly dirt. I mean, there's some asphalt races in there every once in a while. I get frisky and run asphalt. Nice. All right, so that concludes the Q&A portion. We'll get into uh, topics. Basically, I'll read off the topic, and you guys jump in if you have any input or any comments about it. Uh, First thing, NIS last week, Sears Point or Sonoma or Infineon or whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, Sears Point, uh, not my favorite because it's obviously a road course on an oval series. Counts towards your oval I rating. I finished uh, 16th, 15th, 26th, and I think the last race I did on Sunday, I don't know where I finished, but uh, I got wrecked on the first lap, got caught up in somebody's crap. Uh, one of those races where I finished 26th, um, peak uh, driver Alan Bowes was actually in my split. I somehow made the second split. I had a really low car number, like car number 32 or something. Uh, but Alan Bose was in there as car number one, and he schooled those guys. I mean, I think there were only three or four cars on the lead lap by the time it was over. Um, but it's always a 
eye-opening when you're in a race with somebody of that caliber. User disconnected from your channel. So, yeah, I don't know uh, how he does it. I mean, I always thought he was an oval driver, but he obviously can run the road course too. So uh, I was pretty impressed by that. Uh, as far as my speed, you know, I was slow. I'm consistent, but I'm slow compared to everybody else. Uh, there's just a few corners that I'm just not getting through as quick as other people, and I don't know why. Uh, as far as points, uh, sitting 18th in the points right now uh, in Division Two, which I'm really pretty happy about. Uh, I think last year I ended up uh, top 20 in the overall uh, points, so... <clears throat> I'm not doing quite as well this year, uh, but I'm happy with that result. Uh, you know, we're about halfway through the season. I've had some, you know, some bad weeks, obviously, but the drop weeks haven't kicked in yet. You know, there's going to be drop weeks at the end of the season, and so that's going to change up the points quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, pretty happy with the with the points result. So let's talk Daytona. Looks like we lost Cody. He must have fought. Uh, had an internet problem, but uh, Jason and Tony, you guys told me uh, you'll be able to join me uh, in racing on Thursday at the NIS Fixed. Uh, we'll give it a go, huh? Absolutely. It's a place I can make the least damage, I think. Yeah, uh, super looking forward to that. I love Daytona, Talladega, super. Yeah, definitely the most fun for me. Me too. I, I always did very well at these tracks, the plate tracks. I don't know why, but I always get my make my way to the top five. I just dig on the bottom. I dig on the bottom. That, I mean, never, ever go high. I, I mean, maybe at the end of the race, if you have help, but all throughout the race, dig on the bottom. That's my motto, and it works. I just love that uh, real close racing for so long. Um, it's it's, it's uh, exhilarating. Yep. And I was just going to look and see, um, is this a full distance race or a half distance? Looks like it's half distance. Thank God. It is half, 80 laps. Next full distance is uh, Indianapolis. Okay. I, I hate those full distance ones. It, it's too hard to run four hours and then work the next day. And it, it's too hard on people. The uh, the Daytona 500 was uh, my first NIS race and first uh, full distance race and wow what a what an eye opener yeah the race all that those three and a half four hours yep you got to be on your toes well I'm looking forward to it I'm glad you guys are able to join me uh, for the race we probably won't be in the same split but at least we can talk strategy and hang out. Uh, I hope to uh, find some friends in my split to be able to uh, run with. I mean, at Daytona, you really don't need friends as much as you used to back when we were doing tandem drafting. But uh, you still got to have people to work with. Um, I'll, I'll quickly tell you my most memorable iRacing moment might have been actually a race I didn't win. I actually pushed a teammate to a win at Talladega last fall. And we had uh, three of us that were teammates in that particular split. And we were working together there with uh, like 20 to go up front, trying to push each other to the win. And it worked. 
because we were in team speak. We were talking to each other. You go high. No, I'll stay low, you know, or I'll get, I'll push. I'm getting too hot. You take over, you know, and those kind of things. And it worked and we, and we got a win out of the team, you know, because of it. And, and it was so satisfying to be able to work as a group and, and actually win a race instead of win it as an individual. It's a whole nother level. I could imagine when it, uh, when it all comes together and then you get that huge payoff at the end. Yeah. And I've won the 500 this year too. And that was a great race too. Um, but it's, it's a little different when you're pushing some, but when you're working with somebody and you're able to make something happen when the other people there in the top 10 aren't working together and, and it really pays off. So we'll see how it goes this week. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. It looks like we lost Cody, but, uh, all right, let's go to the next topic, uh, dirt racing. What did you run? Did you guys run any dirt racing recently? I haven't yet, but Eldora is on the C-fixed schedule for the trucks twice this season, so I will be doing Eldora and the trucks in the near future. Now, you know, Jason, there is free dirt content, so you can try dirt without paying for anything or buying a track or a car. It's uh, USA Dirt. And the street stock and the truck, obviously. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've run that a little bit. But like I said, I kind of quit doing dirt because it kills my eye rating. What about you, Tony? Any dirt? I've uh, I've done a ton of practicing. Um, I'm absolutely horrible at it, so I don't dare try a race. But uh, no, I keep practicing. I'll, uh, I'll eventually figure it out. Yeah, that's the thing. I tried some races. I killed my I rating by about four or five hundred, and it's taken, I don't know, many, many weeks, however long since dirt's been out, to gain that I rating back to where I was. Uh, but I finally got it back to about where I was before dirt came out. But I'm not about to jump in a dirt race again and start losing it again. It's too hard to get back. Yeah, that. Uh... When they put out a new license, it might change things well. Yeah. I would run it a lot more if we had a specific dirt license. I certainly would. Uh, I'd be on it every day, I'm sure. Because I enjoy it. It's just I suck at it. Yeah, I feel uh, I'm likewise. Um, it's, it is, it's a ton of fun. Um, I, countless hours in the practice, but I just I don't seem to be getting too much better. Yeah. All right, next topic, uh, peak. Uh, we talked about Cody Bias last week winning. Uh, they're running tonight, actually, uh, Sonoma, about an hour from now. So uh, I might tune in for that if I'm available and, and uh, try to watch it. But the, you got to remember, these guys are oval racers. This is an oval series, and now they're going to run Sonoma. It'll be interesting to see. And like I said, there's a lot of them that are really good on the road course. Uh Christian Schalliner is, is, is the bomb. Uh, that other guy I mentioned, Alan Bowes, is really good. Ray Alfala. I mean, you can just go down the list. All of them uh, have a great credentials. I plan on uh, tuning into that tonight and if uh, at least watch the majority of it if I can't finish the whole thing. Yep. Uh, especially the start and the end. I don't know about the middle, but... I really like the, the, the end of these races, especially if the, there's a battle for the win. 
So check it out. Uh, next up, summer sale ends today. So I don't know if uh, this podcast will get out today or not, but when you listen to it, the sale will probably be over. But the sale expires June 27th. It's 25% off of memberships. So did you guys take advantage of this, or what's your status with renewals? I got in for the rest of the year, uh, picked up a couple three months to get me through the end of the year with those deals. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I picked up another year. Um, I had to jump all over it. My subscription was running out in July, so perfect timing. Yep. Well, good. I'm glad you guys uh, were able to take care of that. I've actually uh, caught up through December 2018, I believe. So, I I passed this time, but maybe I'll uh, I'll probably do the uh, Black Friday one. All right. Next up, Ray Alfala and his uh, group from Virtual Racing School every week. Now they're putting out a tutorial. This time it was Daytona. In the iRacing Class B car fixed. And uh, again, you can download his replay, his telemetry, his video, etc. for free and actually figure out how Ray Alfala is getting around the track. In the uh, Camping World truck form, uh, the basically the same thing by Brian Branford uh, is there for the trucks. Right. All right, next up, Watkins Glen six-hour race has now been rescheduled for August 5th and 6th. If you recall, there was a problem with the 24-hour of Lamar race, and they were able to fix that bug, and so they rescheduled the Watkins Glen's race. Sorry, I can't speak. So August 5th and 6th, there's going to be four time slots available. I don't know if I like that part of it. I think there should only be one, maybe two, but four? I mean, is that necessary? They've been pretty consistent. One for the 24, two for the 12, four for the sixth. Yeah, I guess that's right. I'm just worried about participation when there's that many time slots available. I mean, are we going to get good participation? Especially, it looks like a couple of them, the two and the six, actually overlap. So, ah, uh, they also announced the 24 hour of Lamar will be rescheduled for a later date. They actually are going to reschedule it. I think, uh, in a, a few weeks ago, we talked about if there was enough demand for it, they would reschedule it. But it sounds like that decision has been made. No date as of now. And, uh, since they have fixed the problem with these, uh, long races, the spa 24-hour will still happen on its original date of July 22nd. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll be participating in these uh, road races. It depends on the team we can put together if we have enough road racers. Uh, if we can get enough people, we'll put something together, but we'll see. Uh, okay, next up. Scorpio. Scorpio is the code name that iRacing has given for the new UI or user interface. 
that is actually going to be released to us tomorrow. And um, so there was a bunch of posts about this just today. But basically, uh, the new UI is going to be put out tomorrow. It's going to be a basically a beta version. It's open to everybody. But the idea is they want people to pound on it and help with testing and feedback process. There actually is a feedback button to click and send us direct feedback on stuff that's not working or not right. Anything that you would be able to do in the new UI, you can still do on the old website, except for Time Attack, which will only be available on the new UI. So Time Attack is also going to be released tomorrow. In the new UI, you'll be able to uh, do Time Attack, testing, join official races, create hosted sessions, join hosted sessions, and time trials. So if you join a particular race from the old website or from the new UI, you end up at the same race. There is only one sim, but essentially there's going to be two ways to get into that race for the time being. So they're going to run the website and the new UI in tandem together. Uh, on the new UI, you will not yet have some of the website league functionality, ghosting or spectating, data or stats. The new UI also does not have the car paint kit. Uh, we hope to do a new and better paint kit in the new UI. So what do you guys think about the Scorpio? Um, you're going to be able to launch. There's going to be an icon on your desktop that says iRacing. You'll click on it. You'll go right into the sim, and then you'll figure out what you're going to race. What do you think? I think I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about it. Um, I can't really tell you why, except something new to look at. I think that's the most appealing uh, thing for me. It looks really smooth, really, really smooth. Um, I'm sure they're doing some of those demonstrations on high-end computers, but it, it seems pretty seamless. The navigating around even more more seamless than the website uh and, and they definitely put a lot of work into it you can tell well also honestly, to me it was i'm sorry go ahead well i was going to say the website is probably pretty horrible if you think about it if you especially for a new person that doesn't know their way around like they just join iRacing and they're looking at that website and they're like well what do i do it's not clear i mean you got hosted, you got league, you got official, you got unofficial. And uh, the website's real not intuitive, I, I guess is the word. But I think we've all grown used, you know, really used to it over the years. And we know where to go to get what we need, you know. But I'm excited about the new UI because we'll see. Like you said, it looks very intuitive. Uh, they did put out a nice YouTube video about it, a little preview of what it's going to look like. Uh, they also uh, previewed the uh, time attack functionality, and uh, you'll be able to ghost uh, the a driver, a different driver that's done time attack. So what they did is they showed uh, a guy sign up for time attack, but they had 
Tyler Hudson come in as a ghost car on that same track. So you can see the ghost car like up ahead of you, and it gives you something to chase, so to speak. So I didn't know they were going to do the ghost uh, car thing uh, of the fastest lap, but I'm glad they added that. That's pretty cool. And from a rookie standpoint, that's invaluable because uh, you can literally follow around some of the best. You can someone that has a top time, or even someone that's just a little better than you. You can follow that ghost and see where you can improve. Yeah, you can see where you're losing time and where you're gaining. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to use it much. I, I like you said for newer people, this is probably a great tool. When I first heard about Time Attack, I thought of all the ways to like use it for not time attack like it'd be nice to get more than just a couple laps on fresh tires when you're practicing for qualifying um so i i was already on board for trying it out but even more so now with the ghost card yeah and don't forget there's no tire wear in time attack So I'm I'm still curious how that's going to play out. I mean, so if you run multiple laps, it, it's like you're on fresh every time, you know. Well, Scorpio, that's the code name. Uh, they did announce that in that video. I think that was uh, something that wasn't known before. But uh, boy, it has been a long time in the works. I think they announced it maybe a year and a half ago. It's been a long time. All right. Next topic. Failing ride heights. We talked about this a little bit last week, uh, but Christian Challenger actually uh, piped up and said, this is, how, this is how you recreate the problem. You load a setup. And then you walk away for five minutes. You come back and the car will be sitting lower significantly. You can tell this is a, susp a suspension thing, which is happening and not something tire related because cambers and toes are also changing. So it's like you make a chain, you load up the set and you're in the garage and then you don't hit save or, or whatever it is done. And you just sit there, it'll uh, go out, of, it'll fall out of tech. So something they got to fix, obviously. Uh, next topic was, uh, is the Season 3 P2 release was put out. Uh, actually, we talked about that last week, so we'll skip that one. Actually, I had a problem with my notes. I forgot to erase some of the stories from last week, so sorry about that. Let's see what else we got. Next up is, I saw the Thrustmaster T300 RS GT racing wheel is uh, for sale now on Amazon for $344.54 with free shipping. Not a bad wheel for the price. What do you guys think? I, I, Jason, you're, I think you said you were looking at a new wheel, right? Yeah. 
yeah, it, it, anything uh, uh, is going to be better than the speed link, but yeah, it, it looks pretty slick. It's not a bad price, three forty-four. It includes pedals, the wheel, everything. And uh, you know, this is a good step up from the G twenty-seven and probably the G twenty-nine. If you're wanting to just take another step above those Logitech wheels, this might be the one I would be looking at. Yeah, uh, I'm in Canada, so the 344 equates to a much larger number for me. Um, but it uh, it definitely is a nice looking wheel. Yep. Yeah, pretty pretty nice. Uh, Thrustmaster has been around a long time. And uh, this is basically their their flagship model at the moment. So, all right. Next up, Clint Boyer Racing has announced a contest. And remember, Clint Boyer Dirt Racing is uh, sponsored by uh, iRacing and Peak. But they announced a little. Uh, contest you can put in your name and address on a website at peakauto.com backslash cbr if you go there you can put in and enter the contest to win what they call the ultimate motorsports adventure sweepstakes basically a vip weekend of rv travel to an nhra dirt track and nascar race and so uh, you can win this uh, sweepstakes they're going to pick a lucky winner at some point and why not check it out, man? Uh, I entered for sure. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Hang out with Clint Boyer and team. It's just a partnership that continues to to really shine for iRacing, I think. And just shows how successful Dirt has been. Yeah, I think iRacing is really hitting it out of the park right now with their marketing, uh, with their sponsorships that they got with Ty. And... So let's talk about Ty. Uh, Ty Majeski uh, made his debut Saturday, last Saturday night, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I don't know if you guys got to see it. Uh, he was running pretty good and got taken out. Uh, somebody hit the wall in front of him, I think, and then came across his nose and got his right front. There was there was nothing you could do, he could have done to miss it. Well, unfortunately, sometimes it, you know, that just is what it is, but, uh, you know, good on him for uh, being able to, to do what he's doing. Yep. And I, I think we were all hoping for a better finish for him, you know. I think he probably could have got a top 10 if he didn't get caught up in that crap. But, uh, boy, man, that iRacing Ford Mustang 60 car looked awesome out there. I love those colors. That is a nice paint job. They did, uh, they did a good job on that. Yeah, and I hope this is just the start. I, uh, I mean, he doesn't have any other Xfinity starts for the season scheduled, but uh, hopefully uh, Roush Fenway will step up as well as iRacing and keep this going because I really think they got a special driver here. Um, you know, it's time for Trevor Bain to step away, and let's put this guy in the cup car and see what happens. So on the Roush Fenway uh 
website that had a little article where they do a good interview with him. Uh, and at the end, uh, Majeski is set to make his next start at Iowa Speedway on July 29th. Oh, awesome. uh, it will be that. the 600th start for Roush Fenway's iconic number 60. Nice. So they do have another start. That's great. But he qualified nice. He made a run early. I unfortunately didn't catch a race. I thought, hey, I'm going to turn it on and see how Ty's doing. I turned it on to a picture of his front right on fire and the NASCAR official rolling it away like it's normal. Uh, uh, that's just the timing of when I turned on the TV. So Yeah. Yeah, this guy is a special for sure. I know on the broadcast, Phil Parsons uh, introduced him as, he started off introducing him as, Ty Majeski is the highest I-rating person on the iRacing service or something like that. But that's really a, that's really something to say, you know, when you got the highest I-rating in the service. All right, that's the final topic. Let's get into final thoughts. Uh, Tony Groves, what do you got? I don't have a whole lot for you. Um, it's been a lot of fun, though, and uh, thanks for having me on. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I'm looking forward to running with you guys on Thursday at the Daytona, and you're certainly welcome to uh, come on the podcast again. Uh, it's always fun to have additional people here, and especially new new faces, so... Uh, thanks for coming on, Tony. Uh, Jason Daniels, what's your final thoughts? Daytona. Uh, it will be the longest race that I've done. It will be my first NIS. And if it's anything like I finished off Iowa with last week, uh, uh, I hope to really get hooked on the NIS and the longer races. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we were chatting before, uh, you had mentioned, you know, I'm not sure if I want to commit to the 36-week schedule, but, hey, anybody can start at any point in the season, just like you are. You're going to start at Daytona, the July race. Uh, you're not going to be running for points, obviously, because you've missed half the season, but it's still the premium series in the service, as far as I'm concerned. It's got the most participation. It's got the most prestige, as far as I'm concerned. So, if you can run well in an NASCAR iRacing series in any split, uh, you're doing yourself a, a good thing. So, but yeah, welcome, Jason. Uh, again, I look forward to racing with you as well, and and you're certainly welcome on the podcast at any time. Uh, my final thoughts, uh, boy, it's been a tough couple of weeks as uh, we had a big migration of people leaving the team and and the podcast, but uh, I'm happy that I'm able to keep it going. Uh, that there's people like yourselves that are interested in being part of the podcast, and I do appreciate that. And like I said, there were many people that reached out to me and said a lot of nice things about, hey, this is the best iRacing podcast out there. I listen every week. This is how I get my news. I've heard it all. Uh, now, of course, I heard a couple of trolls, typical trolls that I've heard before, but uh, they're one out of a hundred. You know, I've had a hundred people tell me good things, and one person say one bad thing. But uh, those people can go suck eggs. Uh, 
I'm happy that we got a good following. Uh, we got like 600 listeners a week, so I'm happy to keep this going. Uh, we, we got the podcast hosting is set up for at least another year, so I have no intention to stop it. So uh, we'll keep that going. I'm looking forward to Daytona. I'm hoping to get a win. I won uh, in Daytona and Talladega already this year in NIS, so I want to go three for three. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it without my usual teammates and usual setups that I get from those teammates, uh, but we'll see. I'll probably end up running the fixed set tomorrow in the open, uh, but uh, hopefully my skill will make up for the lack of set, but uh, we'll have to see. And with that, that's it. We'll see you later. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.